0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 243 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Public meetings. We love them. We hate them. They're necessary in wildlife management. I attended one last night and it was very entertaining and very interesting to me. The topics that we were talking about were mostly social uh, issues and there wasn't real reasons other than the social demands uh, require that the division do certain things. Some of the hot-button topics where the state of Utah is proposing some new studies. They want to do five different types of studies for four years from 2024 through 2027, and uh, it's things that people are requesting, but there's plenty of data out there showing one thing or another. So. Are they going to be beneficial? I've done podcasts on them before, but uh, it was so interesting to listen to the public's. A lot of the public uh, yesterday, when it came to these, desi- um, came to the state wanting to implement these studies in different areas, where the fact that uh, their own units were going to be affected. Or they would be there would be a lack of opportunity, and I come from a different perspective, obviously, more of a wildlife management in the fact that uh, more data is always important to me. But it was very interesting to hear the public's perspective of different things and hear the different comments that were coming in. The one thing I really noticed in this meeting, though, is the. Uh, advisory committee themselves seem to get lost in the details or the little intricate details of the meeting instead of focusing on the larger picture, the importance, and the main intent behind these different studies. The more the public got up and commented, the more the public commented online, the more they listened to the public comments. It focused them in so tight that I found during the meeting, that a lot of the times they started to get lost in that process. We then move to the hot button topic of whether or not to remove scopes from muzzleloaders. And my thoughts on this is I want to keep it more traditional. Traditionally, muzzleloader seasons were because of a historical tradition. People really got into it because of the mountain man era and before the uh, new modern age rifles. And so people wanted to have an opportunity to be able to go out and try it and something different from just your any weapon general season. And so I think that my personal feelings are is the more... We bring in these modern weapons with these modern optics, you're shooting out further and further, and it's just becoming an extension of the any weapon unit. And But it was very interesting. There was no, um, I would say the room was split 50-50 on whether they wanted it or not. The surveys that people turned into the division showed that they didn't want to change the way they were doing it, they were comfortable with the optics. They were comfortable with the way uh, that muzzleloader was moving, and they were ultimately. I came away last night thinking that um, Utah is probably going to be stuck with optics, even though the technology committee went through and detailed the pros and cons. Uh, I think you, the state of Utah after this whole process we'll have to go to the wildlife board but i think they may have missed their window to remove optics from muzzleloaders there is a whole process in wildlife management and involving the public some of the pros of that some of the um, pros that i've identified that are in having the public involved is one is you get a very diverse perspective, and that was uh, displayed last night. There were so many people focused on so many different things. Uh, Just the muzzleloader scope issue, people with bad eyesight, people who want more accurate shots, less wounding loss, people who were comfortable shooting out far so they could harvest an animal. And there was just so many different things. But then on the opposite side of that, people who had been hunting muzzleloader since the 60s, who didn't have, they had open sights, people who wanted that more traditional hunt and the way muzzleloader was supposed to be, people were for uh changes people were against and so there were so many different perspectives for the issue against the issue Uh, instead of getting rid of optics they wanted to change the type of bullets that were being used idaho is currently going through that right now another pro is increased public awareness and education last night was an opportunity for the division to go out and to explain why their technology committee is recommending getting rid of scopes kind of where they're at, and it was a way for the public to be made aware of things that maybe they don't often think about, but now they should start thinking about. You can generate more support for wildlife uh, by by having by being allowed to have input in management. More uh, people care about wildlife and the direction that it's headed. Communication is important, and I think that public meetings like these are one of the best ways for the the public to be involved. As one of the members of the Utah Division of Wildlife was talking, they would spark a comment, and somebody would be able to ask another comment, and it would just, you had a pretty good dialogue going forward because of it. Now, here's the cons of it. We had diverse perspectives, but now you have conflicting interests, right? You have different stakeholders, different people. Uh, people wanted to be able to harvest a deer every year with optics. People uh, figured their families would no longer hunt if you got rid of optics on muzzleloaders loaders because that's all they've ever done. And so you have all these conflicts coming in from all these different angles, and you're trying to hone down or understand where the vast majority lay on this issue, but they are coming at it from all different angles. Oftentimes, the the public are worried about one thing. Uh, last night, what I saw is largely um, social issues. They are very focused on the social issues. And I would say that the Division of Wildlife is more focused on biological that have to dabble in the social issues and they're very comfortable on the biological side. But when it comes to social issues, uh, it's more of a toss up and leave it to the public to decide. Here's one that gets really interesting. Uh, involving the public it becomes very time consuming Once you ask for their input in something, now you have to wait for them to respond, and then you have to respond, and then they respond, and then you respond. And so it takes a lot of time to have these conversations. I'm not saying these conversations are bad, but I think sometimes people with limited knowledge in an area speak up about something that they think is going to be impacted, and it's largely not. And so you start to have these long, drawn-out conversations that maybe if, uh, so last night's meeting was with the technology committee, but they were also talking about changing season dates or offering different seasons. And so the conversation started to get pulled away from what was really important and what they were being, and what they were actually talking about. Then... By involving the public, now you start to bring in uh, the political side and emotional sides of things. People are starting to use their emotion uh, the more fired up they get while they are talking to really push an issue. Uh, I watched SFW last night stand up, and he was completely against all the different types of studies that the division wanted to to do to uh put forth so they could understand deer a little bit better and the sfw guy he started speaking very loud he swore a couple of times and he got very emotional trying to push his point home and so i don't necessarily think that's the greatest and you then start to have a clash because if somebody wants these studies performed obviously they do that's why they were being brought forth now And this gentleman was so against it. Now you start to have a lot more conflicts going on and you start to deal with that emotion. And it's hard to reason with people when they are very emotional. Or if there's political factors. If you are a politician and your constituents want something and you have a public input process and the public wants to go against whatever you are trying to do, Now you are trying to use your political influence to push different things. We saw that a little bit in Colorado with wolves. Some of the people aren't excited to have wolves there. Some really are. The people who are going to be affected are the ones who are not as excited, but yet those are the ones who had the smaller voice. Uh, We're seeing it up in Washington where they're wanting to put bears in the Northern Cascades. There's a whole group of people that are excited for it and they want it to happen. And then there's those people who live in that area who aren't necessarily excited, but it's whoever has the most political sway uh, tends to win out in these type of situations. And then uh, things become polarized. The Utah Division is—they presented these. It's—they're up. They're, it's a recommendation. They're saying, "Hey, I think we should try this," but these issues get polarized. Um, there was a gentleman last night who was talking about them wanting to um, remove scopes off of muzzleloaders to bring it back to what that traditional muzzleloader hunt was meant to be started talking about how once they get rid of scopes now they're going to start wanting to let them use slingshots to hunt deer and elk with and they're going to keep taking away the different rights and it became very polarized for him as well as wolves or bears or cougars all these topics become polarized and you get a lot of people involved and it just becomes very emotional When going to these meetings, I think it's, one, it's important to be informed about the different topics and what they're going to be talking about. The better you can understand all sides of a topic can help you better understand the overall topic itself. Now, I have my bias when it comes to certain topics, and I lean one way or the other, but I like to understand all perspectives because often people come from different places that I've never been and they're coming from a different perspective that I've never even thought about. It's very important to be respectful. Uh, People often become emotional at these meetings, so I think when you're going to these meetings, it's very important to be respectful, listen to their point of view, and try to limit your emotions. Preparation is key. Uh, Not only do you want to be informed. But prepare your questions and comments beforehand. Now, oftentimes, I don't make very many comments at these meetings. I don't remember the last time I do. But it gives me an opportunity to ask questions from the biologists or wildlife managers. As different topics were being talked about last night, I wrote down a list of different things that I was curious about. And I've talked to the biologists and wildlife managers and uh, or program managers, and I asked them if I could send them an email or give them a call based upon the questions I have. And so, prepare your questions, your comments before you go. You're going to get some of them answered, and it's going to generate more. And so, this is where it becomes important to. Start networking. As you develop more questions or you get more answers, you're going to start to understand the process a little better. And so it's really important. Stay focused. Uh, that was the most frustrating thing about last night is the the meeting wandered like a river on a flat valley. It just went everywhere instead of being focused because people bring their emotions in and they start taking or they hijack a subject and they take it a, a completely different direction. Follow the meeting procedures. If it's time for questions, ask your questions. If it's time for comments, make your comments, but don't make your comments during the questions and don't try to hijack the meeting. So I'll, Multiple people try and do that. Be open-minded, again, because you're learning and taking new and different ideas because you're hearing from all perspectives. So be open-minded while you're going to these meetings. And then follow up and follow through. Follow up with people that you've written down, whatever it is you're concerned about. If you've asked questions or talked to people, follow up with them to clarify certain things. And then when you're going through these meetings and they're asking you to do something, go ahead and do it. Uh, the, The division, or wildlife agencies are always looking for input from the public. Follow through, help the public, or help the wildlife agencies out. If they have surveys, go ahead and take those surveys and fill them out accurately. One of the questions that was brought up last night was uh, about the survey for muzzleloaders, and it was how many animals were wounded. And people were concerned that the surveys weren't very accurate, because people didn't want to put them or portray themselves in a negative light. And so when you're going to these meetings, when you're involved in the public process, just make sure you're focused, you're polite, you're working with people, and you're open-minded, and it'll make your process a lot better. All right, you guys. Have a great day. Stay wild.